Now, this is one crazy decision that I kept making in our business that kept stalling growth and created a lot of stress and the frustration in our business. And a lot of business owners make this silly decision and it really stops their growth and also creates a truckload of stress. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk about the silly decisions that I made and especially this one key stupid decision that I kept making and it stalled our business growth, created a heap of stress, a lot of frustration, and we ended up making a lot of mistakes because of this silly decision. Now, before I start, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, let's talk about the crazy decision that I kept making. Now, well, I should say the crazy decisions I kept making because it was more than once based on my own stupidity and ignorance. And that was that I kept adapting our behavior in business based on negative customer feedback. So we would be cruising along, we'd be running events and someone would come along and they would complain. And so I would go, shit, we need to fix this problem. So then we would adapt the behavior, we would mobilize resources and move them over to fix that problem. Now we're fixing a problem that doesn't really exist. It was just a customer was pissed off for whatever reason. They might've just been having a bad week, a bad day. And because we moved resources to fix that problem that wasn't even really a problem, we just made it a problem because we focused on the minority who were complaining about something that didn't really even matter. They just either weren't our right customer, they weren't you know, the right target market, they didn't like my face, for whatever reason, but I kept adapting based on other people's negative feedback. Now, a lot of people don't just do this in business, they do it in their personal life. So if someone gets on social media, they might say something like you're fat or you're ugly or you've got cellulite or you look like an idiot or you don't know what, you do, what you're doing. And so people then naturally freak out, they get stressed out and they go, there's something wrong with me or there's something that I'm doing that's wrong and upsetting people. And so it consumes them. So in order to stop that fear or that stress or that frustration, they start adapting their behavior in order to suit someone who they might not even give a shit about. They might not be the ideal customer. They might not even like that person. It might even just be someone who's random just off of social media. They've seen something, it doesn't fit their values. They don't like you for whatever reason. And so they blast you and then all of a sudden you start adapting behavior. That becomes a huge problem. And now in our business, we did it multiple times where it stalled our growth of the company. You know, I used to run a coaching program and I noticed that there were coaches coming out of that coaching program who were coming to our events and poaching clients. And, and that doesn't really bother me. But what it was doing was they were using undermining tactics where they would undermine my work, even though they were using all of my tools, templates, resources, my knowledge, but they would go along and point out just little bits and pieces of why they thought they were better than me. Now they were coming to my events, learning off of me because I'm one of the best in the world at what I do, especially in the area of mental performance and breaking people's mental and emotional patterns that they've had going on for years. That's why I am where I am because I've been able to excel in that area. And so these clowns would come and they would learn off me and then they would go and come to our events like Thrive Time or some of our other events and they would start poaching clients and underhanding, you know, saying, oh, you won't get results from Mojo, you're better off working with me. And so I started finding out about this and I thought, you know what, fuck this shit. So I just stopped running the coaching events, they called themselves, and I thought this, this is not good. I'm part of the problem and I'm part of a problem that is expanding in the coaching space, which is all of these clowns going out there telling everyone they're the best and they haven't even put runs on the board yet. I mean, I'm 
sure people who are listening to this know a business coach that's had three failed businesses. Or there is those people out there that they call themselves life coaches and their life is just being shit and turmoil. There are people out there who are relationship coaches who have never had a fucking relationship for as long as you've probably known them. There are wealth experts out there who've never had any money apart from convincing other clowns to give them money so that then they can make money off of those people. But other than that, they've never had any money. And so I just didn't want to be part of that problem anymore. I didn't want to be part of the coaching industry problem, which is that there are a whole bunch of idiots out there that shouldn't be out there. They should go and find what they really love to do, but coaching's not that thing. It just seems like a good idea at the time. Now, I also trained some great coaches who are still in the industry, who are still doing great things and, and all the best to them. But there were some other people as well that I just thought, you know, I, I don't want to be part of this. And because of that feedback that I got from my team, I actually stopped that event. We adapted our business model and it was a really lucrative part of our business as well. And we probably lost millions of dollars per year over the last couple of years because we stopped running those courses. And I know I still have a fair few people in the community who hit me up and say, can you coach me? Can you teach me? Can you mentor me, especially in the coaching space? Because there aren't many coaches in this country, uh, in Australia anyway, who have reached the levels of coaching that I have and been able to resolve the mental and emotional problems that a lot of people have that most people aren't getting the results with. So our tools, our templates, and the stuff that I teach works. And I know that it works because I've used it with tens of thousands of people. So anyway, my point is that I adapted that behavior based on the feedback of the team, but that cost us probably tens of millions of dollars over you know a five or six year period. There were other things where customers would come and they would complain about something that we were doing in our business model, but they weren't the right customers and we adapted and altered our business model in order to please one or two customers that weren't really our target audience. And then all it did was it stalled our growth and pissed off the really good customers that we did have. So in your own life, my recommendation is to just be careful of listening to negative feedback and adapting your behaviors or adapting the way you do things for people that you may not care about, that may not be beneficial to your business or to your life. Make sure you really go and assess that information and ask yourself these questions. Is what they're saying really true? If so, what part of it is true? How can I use that? And is it gonna benefit us moving forward into the future? Do these people's opinions and beliefs matter to me? Are they part of our current target demographic or our tar current target audience? Does the rest of our audience think that way or is this just a one-off? Were they having a bad day? Were they having a bad week? Maybe I need to talk to them and ask them some more questions to really figure stuff out. Because most people don't do that. I know I didn't back in the day. And like I said, it cost me not only money, but it cost me something even more valuable. And that was my time. And then secondly, probably my mental and emotional stress as well of having to go through changing everything, creating chaos in our team, and all of that. So just make sure that you check in when you do get negative feedback to check and make sure that the pieces of information that you do need to make good quality changes within your business or your life is legit and that it's not just someone giving negative feedback for the sake of giving negative feedback because they're having a shitty week or maybe it's just that they aren't your target audience, they're not your ideal customer and maybe you've just had a couple of people slip in through your pipeline that hasn't cleared out the incorrect people and maybe it's just gonna create more, more problems and chaos. Also something that I do notice as well is that when you do get negative feedback, your team will respond with fear in most cases. Now, if your team respond with fear because you're not filtering out the customers that aren't your correct customers, then your team may not be performing at their highest level. So I make sure that I filter out people in our audience through our social media pages by doing certain things like making sure that our brand is really, really clear, the types of people that I work with and all of those things. And I rehash it within our team. You know, I consistently say to them, we work with driven people. Those driven people are called driven mofos. 
Driven mofos have greater expectations within their own life. That's why they're driven. They want to achieve more. They want to do more. They want to be more. They're our audience, but also they're never really satisfied. They want more and that's okay. That's great. That's what makes them driven. That's what gives them energy. That's what gives them enthusiasm. Our job is to take those people, nurture them and let them know that it's okay to be like that and give them the tools to achieve the things that they want to achieve in life. But they'll need consistent information and consistent tools because they're always going to keep growing and always going to want to push to achieve more. That's our audience. We don't want to work with people that are lazy, complacent, lethargic, whinge all the time, fucking bitch and moan and don't want to take responsibility and accountability in their lives. I don't really want to work with people that worry about being politically correct all the time or who tell me off for swearing. That's cool. They can go to somebody else. That's just not us. Now, if they want to come to someone who is probably at the top of their field, then they can come to our events, but they need to adapt, not us adapting for them all the time. And so I let my team know that consistently that these are the people that we work with. Because when we do get criticism online, it's normally from the people that aren't our audience, like the politically correct types that want everyone to nurture them and to buy into their victim mentality and to, you know, to tell them that it's okay to have that poor me attitude and they're not our audience. Okay, so we work with Driven Mofos and I've got to remind the team of that. So anyway, I hope this episode helps Driven Mofos because I see a lot of people out there adapting their behaviors to try to suit other people that you probably don't even care about. Just be very, very careful of doing that because you waste time, you waste money, and you waste a lot of your energy and your mental health on things that don't really matter. Have a great day, Driven Mofos. Keep kicking massive goals. And if you're not following me on Twitter, please jump across to MichaelMojo00. I've been hitting it up hard on there, posting stuff multiple times per day. Go and check it out, MichaelMojo00 on Twitter. I look forward to seeing you on that channel. Have a great day. Keep pushing hard. And I look forward to seeing you back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.